Hello, podcast legends, back with another solo episode. Today, I thought I would just share a little bit of insight into my, I guess, journey with with riding again and buying a new bike. It's that time of year to turn my bike over and, and upgrade to a new model. So I've really been tossing up with what to buy as my next bike. I originally got the 450 last year, pretty much straight after Hatter. The goal was to race Hatter again this year. That didn't actually happen. Had a couple of, I should say, setbacks at the start of the year, um, business-wise. So that meant that the bank balance went into the red a little bit. So racing just wasn't really on the cards financially for me in the first half of this year. Took a little bit to recover from that. So. I did buy the 450 originally with the intent of racing Hatter this well this year in the 450 class. So like after Hatter last year, I was getting, I'd spent a fair bit of time on the bike before Hatter raced Hatter. And then I was like, I was getting to ride like twice a week, nearly every week, pretty much like at least once a week, sometimes twice a week, which for me is a lot. And I felt really good on the bike and the 450 was awesome. And I feel like the 450 is still awesome when I am getting to ride consistently. When I'm getting to ride twice a week, at least every week, then I feel really comfortable and confident on the 450, even in like the tight technical stuff we have around home here. So lately, I haven't been able to do that. And this year, I haven't been able to do that. I've been getting out like once a fortnight, sometimes even once a month. So when that happens, when I don't get consistent bike time, I feel like the 450 rides me more than me riding the 450. And I really find that I default, it's much easier for me to default back to my my old bad habits in riding technique when I'm trying to ride a 450 fast and I don't have I guess the confidence to to ride it that fast so I've kind of known that for the last few months so I've been thinking to myself like do I really want to get a new 450 next year like obviously that new 450 model come out and I'm like damn those things they look so good they're gonna be a better bike like they've improved them in all these ways and like part of me is like just just get one and it'll be sick but the other part of me is like, yeah, not really at that point where I can ride a 450 to its full potential. So I'm a really big advocate that most people out there are better off on a bike they can override, like a small ball bike, whether that's uh, a 250F or a 252 stroke even, something that has a little bit less overall power is lighter and you can actually ride it to its full potential so that's what i felt like like i raced the 250 it had a last year and obviously went on to the 450 so i like having a couple of 250fs they were the first 250fs i'd ever had but i felt like if i didn't ride for like a month i could jump on my 250f and just be back where i was instantly i'd be confident i could ride the bike fast i could use it to its full potential and it didn't own me and take any of my confidence away. So 
obviously, again, I kind of knew that the last few months. So I've been thinking to myself, what what am I going to get? Am I Should I get the new 450 or should I go back to a 250F? So in my head, I was telling myself, I was just going to get a 250F. That's what I was going to do. Then when we went to that thing at Cruzig's the other weekend, and I rode the CR, the 500. I was like, damn, these two-stroke things are so much fun again. Like when I used to race, and, and again, looking back, like when I was racing over 10 years ago now, like four strokes were kind of a new thing. And especially in the off-road space, like racing a 450 was kind of just coming in to fruition, I suppose, as being the mainstream towards the end of my like full-time racing career. So I spent an overwhelming majority of my years racing back in the day on either a KDM, like obviously heaps of 125s as as a junior, but then once I got on into seniors, like was years and years on a KDM 200 and then years and years on YZ 252 strokes. So I did have two 450s. So I raced like a season and a half on 450s. One of my KDM two strokes blew up at Erica, a Vic off-road at Erica. Um, it seized and one of my mates was there with his YZ450 and said, oh, you can ride my bike for the rest of the day. It was just sprints. So I jumped on the YZ450. This was halfway through the season and I was like, I got started getting top 10s. Like I was outside of the top 10 and then I, I'm like, bang, sixth, fifth outright in tests, like never ridden the bike in my life. So it's like, okay, 450s are good. And I went out the next week and bought a new 450. So I raced it for the rest of that year and then the following year and then i went back to two strokes so i've spent a lot of time on a two stroke and and riding that cr 500 the other day it just reminded me how fun two strokes are so obviously where i'm at i'm not trying to win an aic title and i'm not saying that everyone should be on a small ball bike or on a two stroke with by any means uh if you're a pro class rider and you're trying to win Hatter and and AORC events and races of these nature, then yeah, you're going to be better off on a, a bike that's got a lot more power, like something like a 450. For me, myself, that's obviously not where I'm at. Like, I'm going to do a couple of races here and there, but really like I just want to have fun on my dirt bike and, and improve my riding technique so I can be more confident and improve my skill of riding. So... The 252 stroke is the answer to that question for me because <laughs> it's they're, they're light. They're, uh, but some people will say they're aggressive in the power. I don't really think they are. Like depends how you ride them like any bike. Like they're definitely not as aggressive um, as a 450, I don't think. So yeah, so that's my choice for my new bike next year is going to be a 252 stroke. So I'll not saying I'm going to ride them forever or anything like that again, but I'm just going to get one and get some hours up on it and come back to the basics, working on my technique and and things of those na- that nature. And then if I get to that point where I'm feeling super confident again with my riding and my technique, then yeah, maybe I will go back to a 450 for Hatter. Um, we'll see what we'll see what comes of it, but. Like, honestly, this is something I've noticed at the races this year. Like, I've been to a lot of the races supporting my clients. And 
every single race basically this year, I would say there were 95% of the people at the races that are entered racing would be better off on a small bore bike that they can override. Because if you look like, say, even in an AIC, they get, what, 200 entries. It's really only the top 10 riders, when you watch them, that are, are legitimate pro riders who have really good riding technique. Once you get outside of that top 10, for the most part, for want of a better term, like I don't like using that word, their technique is worse, but the fundamental technique begins to drop away when you get outside of the top 10 you start making your way down through the expert ranks and then into the clubman ranks and the fundamental riding technique just gets lower and lower and lower so that makes the riders less efficient it also potentially makes them a little bit more dangerous or perhaps prone to crashing if their technique's not as good as it could be so and like I put my hand up, I'm in that that boat as well. Like I'm one of those people, right? I'm not the best rider in the world and I don't have the best riding technique in the world. So what I'm getting at here is it's there's always exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, like pro riders have really good riding technique. So if you're not a pro, yep, that's me as well, then would it not make sense to be focusing most of your energy on improving your riding technique? My point, I guess, or my argument for want of a better term is that every single person out there outside of the pro class riders is going to be able to improve the skill of riding and their riding technique much quicker and much easier on a small ball bike that they can override. That, that has they can override the power. The power's not overriding them. So, do like, do, do like all these clubman riders that are out there, like this is probably gonna trigger some people, but like, do you really need to be on a 450 or a 500? I don't think so. Like, I don't care how much you weigh, like, I don't think you need to be on one. Like, you can, seriously go fast and just like get a 250 for even just for 12 months and just don't even worry about your results focus on improving your skill of how to ride a dirt bike i think the major overwhelming majority of people would get a lot more benefit out of doing that so maybe i'm wrong maybe a little bit crazy but like even just trail riding like trail riding in the high country i hear so many people say oh 250f's no good in the high country when you're on fire trails like that's bullshit that's absolute bullshit like you're cruising along a fire trail you're not having a drag race when you go along a fire trail you're just cruising along in fifth gear like you don't need to have an unlimited tap of horsepower to ride along a fire trail like like if anything going through the Simpson desert, if you were doing some big like desert crossing safari type type trip, then yeah, I can kind of, kind of make sense there maybe a little bit to have that extra power when you're doing something of that. But for the majority of what most off-road riders actually do riding in the bush, tight technical 
single tracks and and flowing fire trail even going to a motocross track like you're going to be once your skill improves you will be a better and faster rider on a small ball bike i would i would put money on it so long as you devote the energy and the time to actually improving your skill and maybe that means going to see a riding coach that can help you with that um but I would put money on it that if you spent 12 months working on your riding technique on a small ball bike, you'll get faster anyway and you'll get better results. Like even look at um, Kyron Bacon this year in the off-roads. Like he's battling with Andy. Like it's it's chalk and cheese really, two extreme ends of the spectrum, a 250F and a 500 and they're battling for outrights every weekend. So anyone that knows Kyron and has seen him, like I don't know the dude very well, but if you've seen him in person, he's not a small dude. Like I hear people say that all the time. Oh, I'm too heavy for a 250F. Bullshit. He like, I would say guessing, I'm guessing here, but I'm tipping that Kyron Bacon weighs more than I do. He's a pretty big dude and his dad is a big dude. So he's not, what I'm getting at here is he's not a featherweight. He's not a tiny 60 kilo kid on a 250f he's a big unit and he's winning aorcs outright on a 250f so pulling some of those cards it's just it doesn't add up like even todd waters if you've listened to that podcast with todd waters on gypsy tales like like one of the older ones he did he like he like he's a big dude too like he's not a small guy he's pulling hole shots on 250fs at the sunny state nationals so like the 250Fs these days have a massive amount of power. If you think that a 250F doesn't have enough power for you, you're dreaming. That's, I would say that right here, right now. Like, honestly, they have so much power that you, that the, the horsepower thing, like, just can't even be an excuse these days. So, yeah, that's just my little rant, I suppose, on that. But I think, so many people would benefit from that, from going onto a, a smaller ball bike and and improving their riding technique. So definitely going to be what I'm doing next year, going back to the two-stroke, going back old school. I've still got my little box of jets in my toolbox from back in the day when you'd be, that's obviously a downside to the two-stroke. You rock up to a sandy, deep sandy or deep loamy track like you've got to rejet the thing richen it up um go down to sea level like you've got to change your journey like obviously there's a couple of little things there but honestly that's fun for me like i i love that about bikes a little bit like going back to that old school kind of um thing with the bikes and and not everything being so i guess perfect like it is on a four stroke all of the time so i'm actually looking forward to that Got some cool things in the mix planned out with Stell at On Point. We're going to do some cool mods to it. Um, get a little bit of engine work done, like nothing crazy, obviously, but just um, power valve mod and, and get the barrel and the ports blueprinted. Just more, if anything, just trying to smooth the power out. Obviously not chasing more power on on one of those things. We just want to smoothen out the delivery and, and going to do some cool stuff with the suspension too. Um, got some cool comparisons we're going to do so we've got some cool content coming in that way we're going to have riley there to do some filming best moto so yeah we've got some cool stuff coming with the two stroke so i'll keep you all updated with that 
Otherwise, that's pretty much it for this one. But let me know what you think. If you want to shoot me a message on Insta or shoot me an email, if you're on my email list, if you're not on my email list, you can go to my Instagram link tree and sign up to the email list. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you think. Like, do should more people step back to a 250F and work on improving their technique? Or do you think that you, you need to have a 450 if you're a, a clubman or even a mid-pack expert rider? I'd love to know your thoughts. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll get this one uploaded today. It's Friday before the weekend, and I've got a few good episodes booked in for next week, so I'll keep them flowing. Otherwise, have a great weekend. Hope you get to do some riding, make the most of this weather. There's definitely no dust around at the moment, not where we live anyway. So hope you all enjoy that, and we will see you on next week's episode.